This is the new Metro New York market. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Zach Romanoff from Omni Food Sales, your leading brand advocate in the Metro New York area. Um, I'm here with a very special guest today. Her name is Melissa Eberly, also goes by the name Chef Via Melissa. And in the food industry, we come across some really um, dynamic, energetic, risk-taking individuals. And Melissa is definitely one of those people that I wanted to share this story. So we're going to share this story right now. Melissa, I've seen mm -hmm. a lot of your pictures and posts online, mm -hmm. and I saw a lot of these pictures from parties mm -hmm. with these beautiful trays and displays. I've seen bachelorette parties and mm -hmm. wedding parties and mm -hmm. anniversary parties and birthdays. I saw all this amazing stuff, and I saw it, and we got in touch, and mm -hmm. I wanted to hear more about it. So mm -hmm. tell us about who you are and how you got started. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Zach. Um, it's such a pleasure being here and having this conversation here with you today. And the way that I got started, um, actually, so right now we are sitting in the one of the showrooms, the Mila Kitchen, in the Royal Green Showroom in White Plains, New York. And this building is actually one of the location, actually the location of where I had my very first event. So before I kind of get into that first event, um, I worked in sales and marketing for many years. And I, the last seven years, I sold high-end kitchen appliances for Fisher Paykel and DCS. And I was constantly around food and chefs, and cooking was always a hobby of mine. And I always loved food. And anytime I would ever have friends over, I would host a dinner party. Um, everybody would just love and rant and rave about my food. And they said, oh my god, you need to open up a restaurant. But I never really wanted to work in a restaurant. But I did still love food, and I always wanted to do something with food. So the further I went in my sales career, I realized that I wasn't happy and fulfilled. And I'm a very creative person who loves food. <laughs> so I literally one day just decided um, to quit my job and had a very, very loose business plan and enrolled in the culinary program. And while I was in the culinary program, I reached out to Royal Green as one of my first events. And I said, I would like to host a culinary workshop in your showroom. Actually, a culinary nutrition workshop, which they had no idea what that was, what I was talking about. But the school that I went to, the Academy of Culinary Nutrition, based out of Toronto, is a holistic nutrition school that teaches you about nutrition and clean eating. And it was pretty much what I was learning in school I wanted to put in a live format in a showroom. So my first event was on November 3rd of 2016. And in this showroom, I hosted an event. It was called Healthy Fall Flavors. So I educated people on flavors of fall and talked about the nutritional benefits of some key ingredients. And then in front of the audience, I did a live cooking demo where everybody got a full dinner of app entree side dessert, as well as some organic wine, of course, to pair with it. Um, and then from that event, I then went on and reached out to some of my other appliance showroom contacts and then hosted very similar events. Ones that I did after the new year included energy boosting foods, post-holiday detox. I did an aphrodisiac class. <laughs> um, you know, kind of things that were fun, different, and unique, um, all based around good food and healthy eating. Then a couple of months after doing that, I then decided to list um, my services as being a chef. Once my program had concluded, then I was actually certified as a chef, rather. Um, and then I listed my services on a few different websites. And then even just by doing my events through word of mouth, people were saying, oh, would you mind doing a dinner party? Do you do catering? Would you mind meal prepping for me? And I kind of had all of these 
unexpected opportunities coming at me in all different angles. And literally what I thought as a small business owner would take me years to accomplish, you know, fast forward, here we are two years and a month later, and I've done well over a hundred events in this short amount of time. And I literally went from zero to 60 and skyrocketed in a journey that's been unbeknownst to me. And also within this time, I've been very fortunate to be published numerous times. I've been on Dr. Oz a handful of times, and it's just been this incredible wave and journey that I don't know where it's going, but I know it's a very long-winded answer on how I got started, but um, clearly I'm super passionate and excited about what I'm doing, and I know you're a man that's very passionate about what you do with your brand advocacy, that, um, yeah, so this is me. <laughs> it's a remarkable story, and for those that don't know, please check out Melissa, follow her online on, on Instagram and YouTube and her website, Chef Via Melissa. Um, is that the right tag? Uh, actually, it was Chef Via Melissa. That's a great question. So Chef Via Melissa is what I use for all of my social media, but my website is viaskitchen.com. So I've seen a lot of posts. I mean, people are really having great times at these events, mm -hmm. and I think people are looking for more experiences. Yes. And people are looking to connect with each other, mm -hmm. whether it's coworkers, whether it's a family gathering, etc. So I love what you're doing. It's making me think about, hey, you know, how can I get a group of family, friends, coworkers together mm -hmm. to do an event like this? Yes, definitely. And you touch on a really good point when it comes to experiences. So, you know, people, of course, still love to go out to restaurants. They love to be wined and dine. But now so many people have done amazing renovations with kitchens like these or any other kitchens in the showroom that are now in people's homes that they pretty much have those gorgeous spaces indoors, you know, in their own personal space. So they want to then invite all their friends and family over to their gorgeous kitchen and then have somebody like me that's a chef kind of come and create that experience. Whether that is a sit-down dinner where, you know, me as the chef and my staff are announcing each course and plating and serving, or if that's those culinary workshops, I've done that in people's homes, or even just a hands-on cooking class. And then I've also... Um, touching on experiences. I don't only do that and haven't only done that in people's homes. I've also done that in corporate settings, you know, where I've converted a boardroom into being um, a kitchen, so to say, you know, with my portable cooktops and such. And then we do a hands-on culinary experience, um, you know, in some of these really nice uh, corporate boardrooms as well. That's awesome. I love your whole story, how it's mm -hmm. been less than two and a half years and you've done all these mm -hmm. events. You've been on Dr. Oz. You've been in major publications. Mm -hmm. But you said it so easy, like, I quit my job, I started this, and I went here, and I said I want to do a cooking class here. Yeah. Where's your head at mentally, just as an entrepreneur? you know, yeah. I admire you as a risk taker. Mm -hmm. You left stability, yeah. you went out there into the unknown, mm -hmm. and you came back with stability, yeah. and you did it. So yeah. where was your head at during this whole time? Well, I guess, I mean, I granted, as I did the introduction, I gave a very watered-down version of my reason for quitting. So... While I was working in sales, um, you know, for the seven years that I was at my last position selling appliances, um, my health had actually started to change significantly. Uh, about eight years ago, I developed um, adult onset asthma. And then with my asthma, a lot of my triggers ended up being from foods and things that I was eating every day that I would then just break out an all asthma attack. And then within the asthma, from there, I ended up developing food sensitivities. So first I became um, sensitive to shellfish. Then it was dairy. Then it was gluten. So now as a home chef who had a hobby of cooking, I realized that anytime I went to dine out, there weren't really many options for me. So now 
my hobby, I ended up kind of taking up a notch that I then started making allergy-friendly cooking and cooking that I could eat. And then as I began to meet more and more people that had similar allergies as I did and sensitivities, they were looking for, you know, options and things that they could eat. Um, so I guess the other driving force is that, you know, my health was being affected, I think, by the chronic stress of the high-level position that I had um, that just kind of snowballed and led to the point of my quitting. And it was very, very scary to get back to your initial question. And I just, I don't know, I just, I felt that I had something within me, a burning desire that I just needed to be do some to do something different, and I did actually work for a few months with a coach. Um, she's a, a career coach, and she actually does a program. Her name is Jen Schultz. She's based out of Austin, Texas, and I was linked up with her from another entrepreneur friend of mine. So he linked me up with her, and then I worked with Jen for a few months. And she has a program that she helps people go from being a nine to fiver to a non nine to fiver, and it's called a Leap Program. But what she does is she helps you delve deeply on a very deep spiritual level to try to help you figure out if that leap is a good fit for you or not. And while doing that program with her, um, I did it for three months and I gained a bit of confidence at the tail end of that three months, right before I quit. I still had all my health issues going on. My mother was diagnosed with cancer. I actually, I did not take that easy. She's doing okay now. Thank God. Mom, I love you. Um, but it just, it hit me so hard. And I pretty much had an epiphany. And I said, you know what? I have all these issues going on with me. Now I have my mom, who I want to be there for. And I used to travel a lot for my job. And I knew that had I continued to work, although I could have taken a leave of absence, um, I just knew I wanted to be there for her. But it hit me in the sense that I was like, life is short. You do not know what it's going to throw at you. And... I don't have any kids. I didn't have a mortgage at the time. And I said, you know what? If I'm going to take that leap, that time is now. And I just felt that between being introduced to her and having this whole thing happen with my mom and my not being happy with what I was doing, it just all cultivated and felt right at that moment. And I just I didn't know what I was doing, but I just I followed my burning inner desire, which has kind of been what I've still been following for the last two years. I mean, I know what I'm doing. You know, I've definitely honed it on my direction as a business owner over the last two years. But at the same token, um, there are some days I honestly don't know what the heck I'm doing and what my next move is. But that's okay. I think the more entrepreneurs I talk to, I'm not the only one that feels that way. You know, because we do carve our own path and it's a scary path. And, you know, I count my blessings. I'm so grateful for all that I've accomplished in such a short amount of time, but I have so much more that I desire to accomplish in the coming years as well. No, I respect that. Anyone who takes a risk to an uncertain path, that's yeah. a journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, was it, I mean, was it straightforward, easy? I mean, how long did, how many doors did you have to knock on until you got your first class? So that I will say I was fortunate. It was the first door that I knocked on, which is not normal. Um, but I think my unique situation is that although I had a very loose business plan, I, at the same token, I had a very strategic approach. I knew that what I wanted to do was working with food and having come out of just selling appliances, having kitchen appliance locations and kind of bridging the gap and, you know, in a way enhancing the locations that were once all my clients for, you know, almost seven years. Um, I think it was just a natural fit. But I don't, um, but I have knocked on other doors, you know, where I have gotten a lot of no's as well. I mean, you know, 
as a business owner, you're always kind of having these crazy ideas and they tried to reach out, you know, let's say other design showrooms and some were not really interested in what I had to offer them. And that's okay. You know, I won't be a fit for everybody or, you know, there's people I've had conversations with, um, you know, they might be talking to me and other chefs, you know, who they're going to hire for their event. They don't always hire me. That's okay. You know, we weren't a good fit at that time. Maybe they'll choose to work with me in the future. That's great. But if not, no big deal. So the parties that you're doing kind of reminds me of Sur La Table. In a sense. So what's yeah. the similarity or difference between you and Sur? Um, so a similarity is um, one thing I like of Sur La Table versus some other culinary programs that I've done. Because, I, you know, I mean, as a chef and a foodie, I've taken cooking classes in all sorts of different schools. So one commonality is that everybody gets broken up into groups. So usually it's groups of three to four, let's say if you have like, you know, 16, 20 people in a class. And then the groups in my classes get to hands-on learn every single dish in the class. And Surla Table is very similar in that regard. Um, one differentiator is that I like to have like a theme or a topic with each class. So sort of the table might be, you know, you go for a Thai cooking class, you're learning about Thai food. But most of my classes are based around like a specific health focus. So, you know, when I did um, energy boosting, I gave the perspective from a nutritional breakdown of what, you know, foods and types of things that you could eat or drink that would produce energy naturally. And then while I create each dish, whether they're doing it hands-on or I'm doing a demonstration, I talk about the nutritional benefits of key ingredients. So I really emphasize more on the education of the food itself, coupled with the education of the technique and skill set learned to do those dishes so that when they leave the class, they can do them at home. Um, so that's, I guess, one major differentiator. And then a differentiator, you know, between, you know, both me and Sir La Tabla, having people be able to all cook um, every dish on the menu. One of my frustrations, I've gone to other culinary schools, I will not mention their names, that, you know, you'll have, let's say, five or six dishes on the menu, you break up in your groups of four, but you're only learning one dish. And you spend three hours on one dish with these people. And I feel that that's not fair. You know, I think that everybody should be able to have a hands-on experience and get as much exposure as possible. Mm -hmm. So that, um, you know, is my common ground with that culinary program. So, like, how much does it cost for Serla? What's a session? Do you have an idea? Uh, I think there's, might be, I mean, it depends on the class. I think usually 80 to 100 a person. And if I were to hire you to do a party mm -hmm. for a group of 20 people, mm -hmm. what's, like, the ballpark cost? I know it depends on how big, how small, but how does your price Yeah. Work? So it depends on the type of event. So if it's a sit-down dinner party or a hands-on cooking class, um, that's typically $100 per person. But if it's like a past appetizer cocktail style event, because you're not getting as much volume of food, although you are getting a little staging in cups, um, that usually starts at like 60 a person. And then a brunch is usually about 50 to 60 a person as well. When you have your parties that you're hired for, mm -hmm. how do you choose who will be part of your staff? So I've been fortunate that I have a few contacts and then through word of mouth, I've able to kind of grow my staff or even I've actually had some clients where, you know, they hired me for the cooking and then they had staff that they might have used already previously. And then just loving the working dynamic with them because they're really hands on. 
I was then able to get their contact info and then kind of absorb those people into being now part of my team and my staff. Um, but pretty much, you know, it depends sometimes geographically, you know, because I have staff that lives in Westchester, some that live in the city, Staten Island. So sometimes it's just a geographical thing, depending on where the actual event is to see who I would kind of select and choose to work for that. And it also depends on how big the event is as well, because some events, it's just, you know, me and my sous chef. Or other events, it's, you know, me, my sous chef, two bartenders, three servers, and a partridge in a pear tree. So. <laughs> if you had a job coming up and you needed to hire someone, mm -hmm. what's the number one attribute, personality-wise, you would look for? I mean, friendliness. Always, you know, have a smile on your face, um, be professional, be friendly, be courteous. Um, and, you know, I will say that I'm blessed that, you know, the few staff members, you know, that are kind of like my core um, they have all of those attributes and then some, you know, and I do like and enjoy and appreciate staff that are team players, meaning if you're hired for me to work an event to bartend or to serve, but I ask you to bus or if you're a bartender and I ask you to just go serve something, you know, to kind of be flexible and adaptable because, you know, we're a small, close-knit team and although you might be hired for a specific role for the evening, I just ask you to be a team player and just kind of, you know, pull together and all work as one. Okay. So when you're doing these events, like, what's the percent of educating people versus we're just here having fun cooking these um, So that pretty much depends on the objective of what my client's vision is. So I'm constantly asking laundry list of questions to all my clients, um, but for good reason, because I want to you know, bring out everything I can in them, whether it's taste and preferences. Do you and your guests like robust flavor or do you like things that are a little bit more muted down or, you know, um, you know, universal crowd pleasing type flavors? Then it's, you know, are you and your guests big eaters or are you not big eaters? And then do you, then I ask, you know, do they want an education element behind it or do they just want like a straight up party where people are enjoying good food, but they don't necessarily care to know, you know, like the history behind every single thing that they're eating. In the food industry, transparency is becoming a hot topic. Yes. Um, ingredients, calorie count, mm -hmm. um, other nutrifacts have not been included or posted or shared. Mm -hmm. Till recently, the federal government has gotten involved. Now in supermarkets, Omni's big business, mm -hmm. in the delis or food service departments, the calories and the ingredients now all must be listed yeah. for every item that's there. Mm -hmm. So in the past where people would be eating things that, you know, maybe had a day's worth of calories yeah. in one meal, mm -hmm. that's all being posted. Right. So I see as a trend, I'm curious to hear what you think, mm -hmm. is that as we go forward here, people are going to become more uh, demanding to want to know. Mm -hmm. And they're going to hold these food companies accountable for what's in there and mm -hmm. how it fits into their lifestyle so they could keep their... Cal caloric balance in check. Yes, definitely. When I've done events, um, you know, catered affairs, uh, especially more in the cocktail style setting, people have said, oh, do you know how many calories this is? Or can you tell me what's in this? And, you know, people are definitely asking those questions because you do have an educated consumer. So Dr. Oz, mm -hmm. that's a pretty high profile guy. How yeah. do you cross paths with Dr. Oz <laughs> less than two years from launching your own company, you know, one of the biggest TV shows in the country? I think, um, you know, there's a saying, being at the right place at the right time, or I was on the right website at the right time. I happened to see a posting that the producer was looking for somebody that 
was a food blogger and had a food background, and they wanted me, the first time that I was on the show this year, was um, to be on a panel of food bloggers talking about uh, apple cider vinegar. And then from that experience, I then kind of been um, on their email list. And then every now and again, when I see stuff that's relevant for me to then reapply, I then kind of submit, resubmitted my stuff to the show. And then the follow-up time that I was on the show was I was part of his bike club. And um, that's kind of where you have like, you know, chefs and people that are like food enthusiasts come on the show and kind of do some sort of a cooking segment. And in that series, they were talking about a lot of new finds that they had actually found at Expo West. And his daughter Daphne was on the show talking about all these new finds. That's awesome. Um, I respect what you've done, and I salute you for getting on Dr. Oz. I mean, you're talking about them casually, but these are big feats. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do it overnight. <laughs> you did it by being aggressive mm-hmm. and doing the work yourself. Yeah, um, Thank you. you mentioned Expo West. Yeah. That's a food show. Um, for those of you that don't know, Expo East and Expo West, there are two shows each year. Expo West, California, Expo East, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And they are phenomenal shows. Um, there's a circuit of food shows, for those that don't know, throughout the year, maybe about once a month. And this is where buyers of hotels, supermarkets, club stores, online, you name it, this is where the buyers go. And they circulate and they, they look for new products and ideas for them to buy. Um, I've been to Expo East and West. Several of Omni's principals have invited us out there throughout the years. Phenomenal experience. And for any brand that's looking to increase their exposure to get access to new customers, I highly recommend you go. What's your thoughts on Expo? I love Expo. Um, East and West, they're one and the same as far as a company, um, but I think West is leaps and boundaries better it's just it's a massive show and the show i think is three days but honestly it is so huge that you can't even get through the show in all three days Mm -hmm. but it's just amazing especially as a nutritional chef seeing all of the latest and greatest in health food manufacturing whether it's raw ingredients that you know i would be sourcing for my catering business to get suppliers in that capacity or even other brands that i can incorporate cooking with them you know within you know my business as well but i just I love it. It's like foodie heaven for me. So when you go there, mm-hmm. what do you do? Are you walking it? Do you have a booth? Yeah. So I walk the show. I've actually been fortunate to build a couple of partnerships and relationships out of the shows. A couple of years back, I had linked up with Tolerant Foods that does legume-based pastas, and I've done some recipe development and blogging for them. Um, I also have a working relationship with another brand called Simply Beyond Foods, which is a line that I've worked with um since I started my business, actually, there are a line of spray on herbs and spices. And I've just, I just, um, so pretty much I approach brands and I let them know that I'm a nutritional chef and I do a lot of online blogging and I just see if there's any opportunity for partnership. Have you ever thought about making your own pro- your own brand of products? I have. And that's something that I probably will do. I would say maybe that's like a two to five year kind of goal. I have so many recipes that I've developed. Um, and it's just kind of a matter of which niche I kind of want to go with um, in terms of developing my own product. But I would love to have my own brand and line on the shelves one day. Awesome. Have you ever worked with any large consumer packaged goods companies? Um, not in the food space, no. Would you ever work if a big brand came to you and said, we'd like you to develop this product with our team or oh, yeah. some kind totally. of creative capacity? Oh, yeah. If it were something in like R&D or culinary capacity, yeah, I would, if it was the right fit, of course. Um, you know, because there's a lot of CPGs out there, some that I love and respect, 
others, no offense to them, but they're just more old school traditional food that, but let's say if one of those old school brands came to somebody like me and wanted to refresh the types of service and foods that they're offering, then I would have that kind of conversation. If you could give advice to yourself two and a half years ago, mm -hmm. what advice would you give? Oh gosh, two and a half years ago, my advice to myself would be, don't be scared. Just follow your heart and trust your inner guidance and your judgment and all will be okay. I like that. Um, so you're two and a half years into this right now. Mm -hmm. You've been on Dr. Oz. You've been in mm -hmm. other major media publications. Yeah. What's the dream? What's the end goal? The ultimate end goal would be to have my own show. <laughs> in all seriousness. I mean, the driving force behind all of this, you know, and I would first have similar conversations such as this one. I would tell people, I want to be the next Rachel Ray. And actually, funny enough, and those people would say, well, you're never going to be the next Rachel Ray, meaning you're going to be the Via Melissa, and I'll carve my own path. But if I were to, you know, kind of have some sort of like alignment, you know, with somebody whose career path I respect and admire, um, something along those lines. Wow. So, Rachel, a Giada, but, you know, I mean, I, growing up, I was a musical theater major. So, you know, the arts and performing, and if there was a way to, in a sense, I did that when I was doing my culinary nutrition workshops. Um, that was kind of bridging the gap of theatrics and food. And if I can do something still within food and theatrics, and maybe be slightly a little bit even more theatrical within that, um, and then get it broadcast in some capacity, that is the ultimate goal. With also being able to help people with through healthy food, mm. and you know, helping people just be mindful and conscious in a very fun, interesting, and engaging way. I I uh, definitely love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I love everything you stand for, Thank you. and I know you're going to continue to be successful. Mm -hmm. And maybe there'll be ways for us to collaborate in the future. Mm -hmm. Maybe there'll be some brands that Omni represents that mm -hmm. you could bring innovation to, or mm -hmm. you could help with culinary teachings too. Totally. But uh, you never know what it could be. Yeah, and sky's the limit. And that's another reason why I love being an entrepreneur, because we can both together carve our own paths and see what great things come of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, wow, your story is amazing. Um, just to recap, you know, you left a stable job. Mm -hmm. You started on your own. You took a risk. And you had relatively early success, mm -hmm. and you've been riding high since, but you've been doing a lot of that on your own, your yeah. own blood, sweat, and tears, your own hustle, your own follow-up, mm -hmm. and it's going to continue to go. Certainly. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate the time that you've spent with me today. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story. I hope everyone out there, hope you all enjoyed it. Um, Melissa, what's the best way if someone wants to get in touch with you? Yeah. So you can, on Facebook or Instagram, you can follow Chef Via Melissa, that's V-I-A-M-E-L-I-S-S-A, -S -S or you can go to my website, that's Via's Kitchen, V-I-A-S Kitchen.com. Awesome. So I hope everyone enjoyed. Um, have a great day. If you have any questions, um, please leave them. We would really love it if you would like this or leave a comment or share it with someone that you know or think might appreciate seeing this. And um, you had feedback, good or positive, let us know, and we'll incorporate it for next time. So until then, we'll All see right. you later. And Melissa, thank you so much. Thanks, Zach. All right.